always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. You know, you look really good for 65, Steve. <laughs> not nearly as good as Disneyland does, right? <laughs> I, I hope I have as much upkeep and care as Disneyland does when I'm 65. To be fair, if I had their maintenance budget, I would look much, much better as well. <laughs> right? Like, can you imagine what that is a year? I All the can. shellac I and actually did and... a lot of research for this one. Oh, so you know what it is. I do. It what I do have to say it is pretty funny that that's where we first learned about what's the stuff clear the clear coat stuff that we use now? Polyurethane. Oh, polyurethane. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, that we saw them out there resilling over the top because it's like, how do they even paint this stuff? It's brilliant. Right. That's the thing is when you're around Disneyland and you're like touching something that's made of wood, but it's not porous and it feels like it's made out of plastic. Plastic. And yeah. you're like, what is this? And then we saw somebody painting polyurethane and we're like, it's polyurethane. It's just an inch of polyurethane on top of paint. I'm sure that, yeah, <laughs> literally just covered everything with layer upon layer of polyurethane. And that too is how I look so good at 65. <laughs> lots and lots of polyurethane. So true. Happy birthday, Disneyland. Happy birthday. Uh, it was this last, it was last week. Um, and uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of look back at how far it's come since its opening. Right. Basically. And I found this really interesting article in Time, uh, Time Magazine, that talks about the opening. Is that still a magazine? I think it is. Okay. Good. Um, so so listen, to, this is our intro. 1957. So Disneyland's been open for, what, three years at that point? Yeah, two years, 1955. Yeah. However, the years worked out. Okay. Sure. July 1955. And now we're in 1957. All right. And uh, this uh, particular reporter went in and kind of observed the spending habits of people in ah. Disneyland. Okay. Right. So here's a quote. The average visitor plunked down $2.72 for rides and admission because back then you used to have to buy ticket books yeah. to be able to ride rides. So $2.72 for admission and rides. Good deal. $2 for food. Mm. Another $0.18 cents for souvenirs. Oh, jeez. Like Disneyland pennants, maps, Donald Duck caps, etc., and all told, this year, with attendance running 11% ahead of 1956, the turnstiles will uh, clink 4,500,000 times. Mm. Disneyland will gross more than $11 million, and into Disney's treasure house will flow a Dumbo-sized profit after taxes of more than $1 million. $1 million? Good for you, Mr. Disney. Dumbo. I, I don't think they know how big Dumbo was because to call it a Dumbo size, he was a little <laughs> tiny elephant. It should have been uh, Mama Jumbo. A Jumbo size. A jumbo size one. Yeah, but no more. one would know that's who she was. Right. But. So they went with the other, with the other. Uh, that's funny though. I like right. That. Could, could you imagine basically spending, oh, 
five dollars at a day at disneyland oh could you imagine <laughs> i have seen the adjusted for infl- inflation uh games in the past where they go you know based on what the original rates were adjusted for inflation today yeah oh and it's dramatically s- small right like yeah. i think it's like literally like you'd spend 35 dollars at gate fee now or something like that right and that, you know yeah crazy it'd be much better i would be down with that uh, but we would have the same things that disney had then and it wouldn't be nearly the same experience. Oh, that's a really fair point. Yeah. Because none of the extra lands were open and, you know, it was almost kind of a carnival, really. It was a little bit of a carnival kind yeah. of thing. California uh, Adventure even, really. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, I actually know that when it opened, Disneyland's assets totaled $16 million, which is three times more than the $5 million that Walt had, this had set it at as a goal. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, part of it is because Walt had an unyielding desire to make it better. Yeah. Um, he was always pushing for more and better and new. Um, and the other part of that was that they drew in a lot of companies to, uh, they sold off like spaces on Main Street for people to sell things. Yeah, you could get lingerie back there on the first you days. Could no longer. Um, I also read that they actually had um, they had bathroom attendants oh. at Disneyland, uh, specifically changing station attendants who would sell like diapers and things to people at the changing stations and bathrooms. Oh, that's pretty funny. Isn't that interesting? That's a good way for revenue. Nightclubs in Vegas do it all the time. I would I would have to imagine that people would probably treat the bathrooms nicer if there was an attendant in there, though. You oftentimes have a custodial staff in there when you go to Disneyland, uh-huh. you know, um, but you don't pay them anything, and you don't. No, they're you not don't tip f- them or anything. No, and you're not giving them. Uh, you're not using pieces of gum or anything, right? <laughs> but I mean, I think just having somebody with some kind of authority in there might get people to like. I don't know, pick up trash that they leave all over the place or, you know. Yeah, they need a whip is what they basically need, right? Oh, whip. Like they're like lion tamers, basically. That's what I want out of my... I want, that's my new job at Disneyland. I'm a bathroom whipper. <laughs> whip you in shape is what we're going to do. Um, but I also thought this was interesting. They did a poll and uh, it showed that the customer's biggest complaint was that the prices were too high in 1957 oh go figure uh but 80% of them said that they would definitely come back anyway oh nothing has changed this is 100% the thought process of every Disney fan I can't believe how expensive it is and I'm shilling out my money anyway right and I'm coming back tomorrow to do it again (laughs) this is what is the quote oh the food here is terrible oh and such small portions (laughs) yeah um but uh the they wrapped up their article by saying the thesis is that what's missing in urban life is a sense of fun and Mm -hmm. that once a fun area is built it proves to be a powerful regenerative force that brings prosperity to the whole surrounding area oh no that's an interesting concept isn't it because in today's world 
they are redeveloping that in in concept that you know a lot of what was the strip mall basically which was kind of fun i guess mm-hmm. or like the the massive urban mall or suburban mall if you were right yeah like they're like those are completely dead out of the water they're not happening ever again anymore and what we're seeing is people are like building in you know community centers and parks and activities and um places to do things and they're making more of an experience center as opposed to an you know a lot of like disneyfying the mall you know that's what we're seeing right. in urban development right so i would agree with time from 1957 <laughs> well that's the whole thing though is people think oh it's such a waste oh it's this but it's not even just the park that benefits from the park being there um hotels other restaurants um in some cases like in florida toll roads i bet do a lot more business oh, because right. people are using the toll roads to get you to know Disney. that toll road is only there because it's the only way to get to orlando yeah exactly <laughs> such a good point so and then having people have to have something to do i think we've found in 2020 especially oh, yeah. that people are losing their minds because they have nothing fun to do right and we've been re-watching old disney people that go to Disney parks and just video themselves walking around. Right. Like we've just been doing that just, you know, in retrospect of like, just to see what it's like at Disney. Right. Even though we're not there. We'll pretend like that's still open and happening. (laughs) So even back then there was the cynicism of like, this costs so much money, but everybody's willing to pay it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they gave a good reason why. Um, and with that Dumbo sized million dollars after taxes going in to their account, Disney was sitting pretty for yeah. sure. Um, and then I, I, I looked up a couple more, uh, year end, uh, profits. This is exciting. You Disney. don't normally ever look at this stuff. I hate numbers. I this hate it, not your but jam. I do it because I get to see you get excited to know that I have numbers because you inevitably ask me for numbers and I go, I don't know. Why would I know that? Now I know that. Uh, so in 2014, they made $18.4 billion. At the parks? At the parks. Wow. Yeah. $18 billion. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It, it couldn't get better than that. Oh, wait. In 2019, right. they made $69.7 billion. $69 billion. That is quite a jump. I that could be say. a high watermark for a couple of years to come, apparently. Right. I right. bet that's going to be really hard to beat. And you think about that and you think, wow, they are just swimming in it. And I always think that too. I'm like, you have so much money. You have no excuses not to do something big or something unusual or go outside the box, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I also looked up the operating costs for Disney. Oh, it's unbelievable, right? Which I don't think that we've talked about on the podcast. I think you and I have talked about it in just in passing in the past, but, um, so the daily operating cost for an individual park uh-huh. or uh, this one included resorts. Oh, that's um, And is this for all of the parks yes. pretty much? This, throughout they, the United they looked States? at the overall spending cost that Disney would, would put out saying we spent this much money and then they divided it amongst all of the properties that they would have to across maintain. all 12 parks. And yeah. The, and, okay. Okay. 
so the the operating cost daily for one of those is three point two five million dollars wow. to run the park for the day, right? Three million dollars. Okay. Um, which basically equals out to all the parks and resorts costing about ten point six eight billion dollars a year. Ooh. So you look at that, you know, sixty nine point seven billion dollars that they made in twenty nineteen, and ten billion of it is already spent. Wow. On parks and resorts. Yeah, and if that includes like labor and electricity and water and stuff, it's pretty good. Which I have numbers for. Look at you. <laughs> this is a Steve episode. This is a happy Disney birthday moment. <laughs> happy birthday. Here's some math. Here's some numbers. So uh, it is estimated that they spend $1.69 million on landscaping. Oh, I could see that. Their landscaping is always beautiful. Yeah, Always. I don't even know how to like quantify what that would look like, but it just is amazing. And if they outsource it to other people, because they a lot of what they do is affordable because they own their own greenhouses and right. stuff, right? So yeah. that drives down the cost. Otherwise, because they're getting tens of millions of dollars of landscaping out of that. Right. You know, it's funny. This I don't have this written down here, but I did see a uh, an article that said that Disney is the second highest purchaser of explosives it as far as a company goes because of their fireworks, fireworks shows their fi- <laughs> i want to do a whole episode if we haven't already have we already done this one about a full just a full episode of just their fireworks we have not oh it's gonna be a good topic y'all we'll talk about that uh because so they're the largest second largest second largest fire of i didn't ask who the first one i didn't see who the first one was oh, but i thought that was funny that's hilarious um they spend about seven thousand dollars a day on ride maintenance oh wow uh for those of us that haven't ever worked in a park that means they have people that are on staff who can repair problems but also do preventative maintenance where they walk the track make sure no bolts have fallen out make sure that you know the cars are all in good condition yeah. all that kind of stuff do you think is that seven thousand dollars per park per day yes this oh, is per wow. park per day okay uh, they spend $50,000 a day for cleaning the park. Oh, I bet it's quadruple that now. Yeah. Right. Right. They're $200,000 <laughs> a day. Their bleach budget just went up. Oh, you know, that's <laughs> right. We were driving down the road the other day and just saw rogue bleach bottles just rolling across the road. That had emptied and I was like, what? Is like this? tumbleweeds. It was so the, true. Tumbleweeds of 2020 are <laughs> empty bleach bottles rolling across the, the road. It'd be funny if I was making it up. Yeah. It's story. not. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did have it written down. 50000 So the same amount they, is what they spend per day on fireworks. Wow. In the parks. $50,000 a day per park for fireworks, yeah. basically. Wow, that's a good number. <laughs> that's mm. a lot of money. So for all those people that enjoy the fireworks displays. And I feel like they own a lot of their manufacturing behind fireworks as well. Yeah, I didn't. I think they have um, copyrights and patents on Hundreds things. of them. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of them. Huh? Such Amazing. fancy fireworks shows. Take that, Walt. You'd be so impressed. Um, and then they just, they also spend $211 million on material costs. So that means like plates and cups, silverware, uh, um, merchandise in general, you know, popcorn buckets. Yeah, Mickey but we ears. all pay for that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we subsidize that cost. Do you with think so? All of our mm. purchasing. Yeah, it's completely true. 
and that that is what I found interesting is that the cost to go in has obviously escalated quite a bit from two dollars and seventy two cents in nineteen fifty seven. But also, just the experience has been elevated. Um, now, does that does that justify the hundred plus dollar tickets for a single day? Um, it depends on who you are and what you're willing to do in the parks for that much money, right? Yeah, I heard an interesting story the other day that was talking all about that. Really, the uh, park ticket is almost a lost leader for them. Like they basically lose money on the park tickets, even at what they are at 135. I, I would imagine that's actually a prop would be a profit, but because there's so many pass holders and discounted tickets and extended sure. day tickets, if you mm -hmm. add that into it, that really they actually lose money on the, at the park ticket. Um, if it wasn't for all the concessions and extra extras that they add on with the tours that they have and the fancy dinners and things that basically we they couldn't offer the experience that they offer based wow. on that park ticket the way that it is now so you think that they are cutting us a deal that's what the uh blog post was talking about <laughs> yeah like those people Mm-hmm. That's what they were saying. That That's an interesting thought. And if you think about it, like, because we tried to figure it out one time when I was in an excessively long line for California Screaming back when that was a ride. Yeah. When they were talking about how many megawatts of powers it took to launch every single time. And I was like, how much does that cost based off of electricity costs? And yeah. I couldn't figure it out. We got onto the ride before I could figure it out. But like, I mean, whatever it was, I was like, just to operate the ride cycles per ride yeah. seems outrageously expensive. And we went on that ride like five times that day. We spent <laughs> we spent so much Disney money riding that ride. <laughs> totally true. That was our park ticket alone. It would be interesting to find out though. Like, I assume that there are rides there that cost more money, electric electrical wise. Oh yeah, to continue to run. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what they would be because the question is, does the launch on uh, what's now the Incredicoaster? Yeah. Uh, does that use up more electricity than all of the animatronics in, I don't know, Pirates? Pirates right? of the Caribbean and the air conditioning costs in some of those buildings too. Oh, that's true. Because especially in Florida, they flood you with air conditioning everywhere you go. Thank goodness. It's the only thing that it. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm going to get like a pneumonia or something because you walk in off the you walk you're sweating out in the sun right and then right. you walk into a building and it feels like it's 13 degrees in there you feel like you walk yeah. into a meat locker uh -huh. and a lot of people appreciate that and that's fine i on the other hand don't i don't mm -hmm. you gotta um, take a hoodie in the middle of summer i have heard i do i've heard <laughs> that um people from europe find it very jarring yeah uh because it's not a normal thing to crank AC in Europe. I have heard people say, oh, it's frigid up in here. <laughs> what what accent was that? I don't know, but I thought she said, oh, but oh, it's but just it's frigid. so chilly. <laughs> um, I, do, I do love to see foreign people deal with American parks, though, because we're weird. We're weird in America, 100%. Do you remember the time we were waiting for, I think it was World of Color, and someone in, ahead of us was eating a corn dog? Oh, right. And the Australian family just beyond them was so fascinated by it. They're like, what is that? And they're like, it's a corn dog. And they're like, a what? What is that? And they're like, 
like a hot dog dipped in batter and fried. And they're like, oh, my gosh, huh. really? <laughs> Which I find that so intriguing because I thought that was almost a German thing, the corn dog. Uh, I think corn dogs were invented in America, if I'm not the official mistaken. One? Yeah. I'm, you know what? Don't quote me on that because I don't want don't, I don't want letters. Yeah. Like we get letters. <laughs> Who mails things to us? <laughs> um, our email address. Uh, is. Yeah. Email us if you think that corn dogs were invented somewhere else. Uh, I just think it's fascinating um, and to figure out what cost Disney has to operate at versus how much money they're actually getting. Um, and the thing about Disney is that they're usually vague mm-hmm. about how much money they spend on things. If I remember right, I kind of feel like the park operating budget had like a 20% profit margin at which is really good for a lot of big companies. Mm. I'll have to go back and see if that number was accurate back in like 2019. That would be the best year to look at. Yeah. To see what it was like. But because we can look at like far more than a million. I'll tell you that. That's definitely (laughs) a Dumbo sized amount of a million dollars. I love that. Right. Um, You made me forget what I was going to say. Well, we're out of time anyway. (laughs) No, but, um, they were planning on reopening for the 65th anniversary. Like they thought that was going to be a quaint day to reopen. And yeah, remind me, they're not open right now. They are not open itself, right, right now. California's mm. Mm, that's so, too bad. Uh, people were disappointed by that. They were disappointed uh, that they weren't there to celebrate that birthday. A lot of people make it a big deal to go to Disneyland's birthday. Well, maybe um, 66 will be bigger. It'll have to be at this point, right? Yeah. They probably spent a lot of money on, 65 merchandise be sure to look for that on sale oh that will be so interesting <laughs> character warehouse here we come yeah exactly it'd be uh, do they send character disneyland stuff to the character warehouse uh, in we've seen some cruise stuff in there before oh, so that's true. possibly either way happy 65th birthday to disneyland i appreciate you you've brought me many years of happiness and we were there on day one well (laughs) i was not no but uh but it's like i always say money makes the world go round follow my perfectly sculpted two finger point to the exit if you enjoyed today's podcast rate review us on your favorite podcast app and if you didn't help us do better by buying a patch at disneypatch.com always be proud of what makes you unique and we'll see you next time on the obscure disney podcast